Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of land and waters that this podcast is recorded on. Hello and welcome to You Beauty, Mamma Mia's podcast for your face. I'm Kelly McCarran and it's Thursday, which means I spotlight a particular topic in Beautyland. As always, if you have a suggestion for what you'd like an episode on, send us an email or voice memo to youbeautyatmamamia.com.au because that's exactly what Kayla has done, who sent in a fabulous question regarding fake tan. Hi, you beauty team. I have a question about self-tanning at home. As a very pale gal wanting a natural-looking, non-smelly tan who's never done a DIY tan in her life, I would love an episode or segment focused on this. I want to hear your product recommendations, the steps, things to consider like timing, gradual versus instant, ruining your sheets, prep beforehand and removal. Thank you so much for your help. Love the podcast. It's been a true delight in a tough life season and I am very grateful. Well, Kayla and anyone else wondering about all things fake tan, today is your lucky day because I happen to be the self-appointed queen of the fake tan. I've been using self-tan products literally since they first landed on the market. Now that shows my age, doesn't it? And my word, were they a smelly, orange and streaky treat. I used to rock it though. I just would rock those streaky legs with pride. (laughs) Because while some people are blessed with beautiful, creamy porcelain skin, my fair skin is kind of just blotch city. It's frackly and moly because of all of the sun damage from when I used to roast myself like a chicken in the sun. Literally, I'd rotate every 10 minutes like I was on a damn spit. It wasn't good. My skin's very veiny and different colours in different sections, and it's just a bit sad and sallow looking. My natural skin tone doesn't scream health or glow or any of those lovely terms that we think of when we see someone with glorious skin. Now, that is absolutely not to say that if you have a similar skin tone to me, that you should also want to fake tan or feel like you need to. You absolutely do not. Just like with all things in beauty land, do whatever you want and use whatever products you want. For me and others who love to tan from a bottle, it's just a personal preference of what we think suits us better, kind of like hair colors or lipstick shades. I would absolutely love to be brunette, but every time I try, it just doesn't look good. It doesn't go with my skin tone, which is why I stick with blonde. So very similar. It's just a personal preference. Now that we've moved past the, why do you even need to tan portion of the app, let's move on to the product. Firstly, let's chat about what fake tan actually is and what you should look for when choosing a product. Fake tan. My fake tan. I like to fake tan because I like to feel tan. So let's put our science caps back on. Anyone that graduated from my AHA acid class a few weeks ago, well, we're back, baby, but only for a brief time today. The active ingredient in tanning products is called 
dihydroxycetone. And I know that that's not how you pronounce it. Apologies, but it's never called by its full name. It's referred to as DHA, which can be derived either chemically or from natural sources such as beets and cane sugar. When you apply any product containing DHA, it is going to react with the amino acids on the top layer of your skin. This generates the pigments, which will then appear brown because they absorb certain wavelengths of lights. The process is known as the Maillard reaction. It starts within two to four hours after applying the self-tanner and continues for up to 72 hours. This is why you shouldn't use soap during your first wash post-tan, but more on that later. During this time, you will also notice a very distinctive odor on your skin. It's the fake tan smell, and it is because of the chemical reaction taking place. So about Kayla's question when she referred to the smell, all DHA-based formulas will produce this telltale smell. It's just science. You can't escape it. Some brands do use various fragrances to try to mask it, but they only do so much. You will still get that. I kind of think of it as like, a baked good. I don't really mind it that much, but maybe I just don't mind it because I always think when I smell fake tan, I'm like, yes, you're in for some fun this weekend because you've got something fun on and that's why you're bothering to fake tan. So maybe that's why I don't mind the smell. The resulting tan can last up to 10 days, but will start to fade within three to seven days as you naturally shed the dead skin cells. Again, later when we talk about like making your tan last, we will get into prolonging it and removing it when it gets feral and patchy. If you have never used a fake tan before, I suggest you start with a very light formula or a gradual tanner. You'll notice in the tan aisle that tans come in light all the way through to ultra dark. And I think a really good rule is to use a shade not too far from your natural skin tone in order for it to look as natural as possible and inoffensive. So if you're super fair and you don't tan naturally from indirect sun exposure, because here at U-Beauty, we don't condone lying in the sun unless you're covered. Don't reach for the ultra dark shade if that's your natural skin tone, as you will look silly, a little bit silly. I'm a tanaholic. I tan every Thursday, so I thought, why not try all the new tans that are coming out? I do trial most brands and self-tan products on the market as the, you know, self-appointed queen of the fake tan. And I do think it's hard to find shoddy formulas these days. Of course, some are nicer and go on smoother than others, but that also comes down to skin prep prior. I popped a few notes together on what products to look for depending on your skin, but tanning is pretty individual for most, so it can be a little bit of trial and error finding the best brand and formula for you. Once you find that formula, though, you will be like, that's it. You're done. I have a girlfriend that's been using Loving Tan for like 10 years and she's never deviated from them because the color suits her. She loves the formula. She's just never, ever, ever tried anything else. She just loves it. If your skin is sensitive, I want you to look for a product that's going to nourish your skin. The tan product should clearly state that it used naturally derived ingredients and skin enriching ingredients. So something like argan oil, coconut water, anything that sounds hydrating. If you have oily or acne-prone skin, you want to steer clear of oil-based tans and instead look for a fake tan that contains natural soothers such as aloe vera and vitamin E, which will have cleansing properties and they're generally just a lot more lighter weight. 
not going to overly clog your pores. You should also opt for a spray tan or mousse over a lotion as they have a much lighter consistency and will just be better for oily skin. Like sometimes lotions can just be so thick, which will exacerbate any issues that you have. You also want to check what the base color of the tan is. I know that this might be something that you're like, what? I hadn't even thought about this. But violet-based tanning products are best suited to medium to dark skin types. Red and violet-based tanning products look particularly glorious on our beautiful olive-skinned gowns and guys or people who are fair but tan naturally quite easily. So I fit into that camp. Dark ash-based tanning products are best suited to light, medium and dark skin types and caramel-based tanning products are the very classic, gorgeous, like suited to all skin tones from light and dark because it will create that really sun-kissed, bronzed effect just like caramel. Green-based tanning products are the most common, like you'll find a lot of products on the shelf are green-based because they're fantastic for all skin types. Just like with your skin, if you've got a pimple and a makeup artist will say, let's like pop some green concealer on it to color correct. Because green is pink correcting, it makes an ideal color base for those with fair skin, which is why so many tanning products are green based because it gets rid of that pinky look that many of us are trying to correct. Some brands I've regularly used and loved are Mind Tan, B Tan, Loving Tan, Saint Tropez, Bondi Sands, and there are so many great small startups in Australia. So have a look in the U Beauty Facebook group for some recommendations. And Kayla has also asked about instant tans, but for a tanning newbie, I probably wouldn't recommend as they can transfer and get very, very messy. They are fantastic for darker outfits. So say you've got like a really nice black or darker shade frock and then you're like oh I forgot or I just couldn't be bothered tanning but your limbs are going to be out and you you just want to add that glow to certain areas of your body in that case yes uh instant tan is a great option you can pop it on but if you're a tanning newbie or you're wearing a light shade just steer clear because no matter what the bottle says they get everywhere they transfer so I'd save them for when you're feeling more comfortable using the product Top tips for a perfect, perfect glowing tan. Now let's move on to application. I'm going to walk you through prep and application, which is arguably the most important part in getting a natural looking tan. Firstly, to get my skin ready, I will remove any tan I already have on. I mean, I change my mind all the time because I'm always trying different things, but my current favorite way and probably the most effective way to get rid of old tan is soaking in a tan removing formula. So when you're looking in the aisles at your local pharmacy or whatever, you will see that there's all of the tan products and then some brands have a tan removing product and it's generally, it looks exactly the same as the actual tan. So make sure you don't buy it accidentally. So just apply it all over your body and then you just sort of marinate in it. So it's definitely not fun to do in winter if it's cold because you're just like standing in the bathroom naked covered with stuff that's kind of tingling because it's munching away at all that dead skin. And then I like to use one of those. They're kind of new on the market. They're like the silk glove things. I really like the MyGlow 2 one and you use it in circular motions and it basically just makes all of that tan ball off and just So you do it in the shower bath and then it just goes straight down the drain. 
You also need to make sure that your skin is exfoliated. So even if you didn't have tan on, you need to exfoliate. I prefer physical exfoliants for this because no area is left unscrubbed. So once again, in the shower or bath, you just really get in there. Make sure you don't forget about the nooks and crannies. Just get in there and scrub-a-dub-dub. If you shave, make sure it's done the day prior to tanning because shaving post-tan is well, shaving is just another form of physical exfoliating. So not only will it remove the hair, it's also going to remove the tan. So don't do it after you've already done your tan. You'll just have to be tanned and hairy, which is okay. I make sure I'm dry. So I obviously get out of the shower or bath or whatever, and then I'll towel dry off. And then I apply a really thick cream to any areas that get particularly dehydrated and dry. So my ankles, my hands, my knees, and my elbows, wherever you tend to get dry patches or like your tan will stick, make sure you put a really thick cream on those areas. 95% of the time, I just choose mousse formulas as I find them the easiest to apply. Pop a tanning mitt on, make sure you wear a tanning mitt, otherwise you will end up with oompa loompa orange hands, and start applying all over your body in circular motions, making sure every bit is evenly rubbed in. So any areas that are hard to blend with the mitt, I go over with a brush, or just areas that maybe you think, goodness, like it can be a little bit more grabby, so on your hands, always go over it with a brush, just make sure you blend the areas out. Then I'll stand in front of my fan naked for 10 minutes to dry before popping on some looser dark clothes. You don't have to do this. I just do because I hate putting anything on when I still feel a bit sticky and moist. And because I only generally tan in the warmer months, it's kind of nice just to stand in front of the fan naked and hope none of the neighbours are watching and going, oh, goodness, what is that lady doing over there? If you really are precious about your bedding and you really don't want to stain them, this is genius. I completely understand why people don't want to sleep in their tan. So Kayla's mentioned ruining her pajamas or sheets or whatever. The old school formulas, and you know, there are still some will say, okay, leave it on for a minimum of eight hours before you do your first wash. You can find so many products on the market that you can wash it off even just after one hour. Generally, like I leave it on for maybe a couple of hours. But if you're working from home that day, just do it in the morning. By the afternoon, you can wash it off. Even if you're in the office, do it as soon as you get home and then you can rinse it off before bed. And that way you'll have showered off the most offensive of the smell and the excess brown product that's like really going to transfer everywhere before sleep. For years, I just had this $5 Kmart blanket that I would sleep rolled in like a caterpillar when tanning. So I didn't get it on my sheets and I never once transferred onto the sheets because I would just caterpillar myself up. But I have recently upgraded to one of those silk tansy sleeping thingies that is much better and less sweaty for the warmer months. I'll tell you that much. Basically, it's kind of like a sleeping bag, but a silk one, and you just get in it and you just marinate in there while you tan while you sleep and it's just not going to get anywhere. It's very handy. And depending on the formula, the back of the bottle will tell you, as I said, how long to leave it up for. You wait two to eight hours and then have your first shower, which is more like a rinse. Tanning is a very smelly process. I don't want to use soap. I don't want to use deodorant afterwards. It's a stinky game and no moisturizer. 
That's because, as I mentioned at the start of the episode, the tan is still developing. So we don't want to wash it off or put an ingredient on our skin that could affect the result. So say I do a tan when I get home from work on a Thursday afternoon. I have my rinse before bed on Thursday night, and then I'll have my proper shower in the morning where I can use my soap, pop on a bit of deodorant so I don't scare everyone with my stinkiness at work on a Friday. You still don't want to just go ham with your regular products though. So say you've waited the right amount of time, you've rinsed, and then you're ready to have a proper shower. You're still not going to exfoliate because, duh, we don't want to remove the tan just yet. And we also don't want to use any oil-based shower or body products as they will react with the tan formula straight away, which then causes it to get all separatey and patchy and just not good. I use a pH balanced body wash and just then a body lotion when I'm tanned. Gradual tanning products are also fantastic to use post-tan because they keep the longevity of the color and are also just pretty moisturizing. So you'll find that most don't have a super offensive smell and then they can be slept in without messing up your sheets as well. Whew! Are we still there? Are we all still there? I told you it wasn't as sciencey as the uh, acid episode, but I hope that you've learned something. I hope that I've covered everything and happy fake tanning Ubies. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of You Beauty. I will be back in your ears tomorrow with Lee for Friday recommendations. And if you don't want to miss a single episode of You Beauty Daily, make sure you're following us wherever you get your podcasts. Have a wonderful day.